1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Halfway through dead center of our work week and halfway through the Hump Show. So we're glad to have you with us. Hope you appreciated that conversation with Gene Steratore. Uh, I always know that Gene is going to be honest about the challenges that he faced as an official. And I think as much as people may not want to view officials in the NFL as human beings to me it's never been a problem it's never been a requirement for these guys to be perfect i there is no no indication that they're cheating there's no indication that they're throwing games there's no indication that they are not fair and calling the game both ways Uh, equally, we know that there are mistakes that are made. But to hear Gene say, if I messed up six or seven calls, blatant calls, or I missed calls in the course of a season that many times, I felt like it was a bad season. That's the standard by which they are judged. There's very little margin for error, and these guys measure up. Most of them have spent decades getting to the point where they are eligible to work in the NFL. They are the best of the best. And just like me sitting in this chair, just like you doing your job, just like the athletes with whom they share the field. So much of it is instinct and muscle memory and feel. And it's in the moment. And I knew Gene would say this, but I had to confirm with him. He was against... Pass interference becoming eligible for replay and review. And he's against that same thing for roughing the passer. And as he points out, the numbers are down. It's just that it's been in the spotlight for a couple of calls that have been very inconsistent. And that have drawn the attention and the ire of not just current players, but former players. And we know what 2022 is like. So I just so appreciate him and his honesty about the challenges of the position and also his humor, his humor. He is funny as heck. That entire conversation with Gene will be available on our podcast, after hours. AfterHoursAmyLawrence.com. It's been kind of ah, uh, behind the scenes here. There's a pumpkin floating around. <laughs> well, actually, that would be very ghost-like, wouldn't it? Very Halloween-like if the pumpkin was floating around. Uh, we've been busy behind the scenes. And so we've got some Halloween stuff to share with you as we head through this week. But later this hour, your chance to ask Amy anything. You just can't ask me the pumpkin's name because I can't tell you. It's like my middle name. I will not tell you my middle name. And I will not tell you the pumpkin's name. Though that will ultimately be revealed when you watch the video. And I have no idea where the name came from. I just know that... It popped into my head and it seemed to fit her so perfectly. (laughs) We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. We'll do a little QB news as we get to this second segment of the hour. And that includes Mike Tomlin on Kenny Pickett. And Matt Eberflus on his young quarterback Justin Fields, who's coming up, what coming off of? Excuse me, what may be his best game of his career? Week seven in New England, Justin not getting the bulk of the attention after Monday Night Football, though is he? No, instead, a lot of the attention is on the two young quarterbacks for New England. Mac Jones started, played three series. Into the second quarter, throws a bad interception, gets pulled, never sees the field again. And he was definitely upset over it. Belichick said it wasn't a benching, but I know that's what you guys are going to write. You're going to write whatever it is that you want to write. And Belichick is not in any hurry to explain himself ever. Why should he? But more and more reports and details are coming out. And actually, Reactions from the players. I was reading some of that on Tuesday, and I thought that added to the equation as well. And so you're going to hear from Bill Belichick, but also from a longtime Patriots insider, who I worked with when I was in Providence. Tom Curran was a guest on the Dan Patrick show on Tuesday, and I thought his comments and his insight on this situation was... Think not only a shift in perspective about what was happening, but also the answer to the question that most people are posing right now. You'll know it when you hear it because it's almost Halloween, last full week of October. What? We haven't got to the, the World Series yet. How could it be the last full week of October? I'm not into World Series stretching into November. I think this matchup has a lot of star power and two amazing fan bases. Not to mention the, the, the aspect of the Astros being the villains in Major League Baseball. However, taking off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday... Is a bad idea. Starting your World Series on Friday, also a bad idea. That's just, that's not a huge viewing night. I get that baseball wants to avoid going head to head against the NFL or even college football, though they will be doing that on Saturday. But man, waiting that long, and you can't really move games, right? Because you're also having to navigate other events that may be scheduled, uh, you know, months or in some cases years in advance at these facilities, concerts, that kind of thing. But at this time of the year, I wouldn't think it would be that challenging. Uh, Just not good for baseball, right? Because it's all this time in between. We lose interest quickly as sports fans. We lose interest quickly as Americans. <laughs> we lose interest quickly as humans. So yeah, it just it's not it's not a great week for baseball. They're losing whatever momentum they had and we'll have to pick it up again coming up Friday in Houston. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. What's your favorite Halloween candy? We're asking you that on Twitter, after hours CBS as well as on our Facebook page. Oh, my gosh, the number of people. I should have known you would all show up in droves to answer the question of Halloween candy. Uh, so we should just go with that for asking me Anything, except we've already recorded our new Stairway to 7 video with your top seven steps on the way to best Halloween candy and I got the last say but I was really nervous though because I was sure producer Jay was going to steal my number one Halloween candy he didn't actually he was on his own journey with candy we were not on the same wavelength which doesn't surprise me actually I
3: thought there was a chance you were going to take mine actually really I did I really
2: did I I can't say anything don't give it away
3: I will not that's all I have to say
2: That's what happens. That's what has to happen. Jay just has to stop talking. Otherwise, he reveals way too many details. It's a special gift. Uh, So we're not going to do candy for Ask Amy Anything, though it's always a great topic. Uh, But you can send your questions. Bright orange box. Look for it. We're now half hour away from that element of the Hump Show. Ask Amy Anything here on CBS Sports Radio. The question of... Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi was being asked even before we got into Monday night football. And as you remember, as we talked about on our last show, Mac Jones played three possessions for the Pats. He started and he was out there for three drives, a three and out, a three and out. And then ai wouldn't say it was a long drive, but a little more extended drive that ended with him throwing a bad interception. That was the last we saw of Mac Jones on the field. What we saw instead, Bailey Zappi, the rookie, entering the game, the crowd going crazy in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium, two back-to-back scoring drives, touchdowns, and then it all went horribly wrong for New England. After that, before the half ended, there was a fumble by Zappi. They never scored again. And the game ended with him throwing two interceptions on consecutive possessions. So ultimately, Zappi has three turnovers. Mac has one. We never saw Mac on the field again. And Bill Belichick says, hey, he wasn't benched. But you can write whatever you want to write. That's not what happened. I wasn't benching Mac Jones. Well, then what did happen? That's the question. And what happens next? That's the other question. This kind of blew me away, but I saw the reaction coming out of New England and just in general with various shows, TV and radio, who talk NFL – that Belichick was reacting in the moment to the fact that the crowd was chanting for Bailey Zappi while Mac was on the field. Producer Jay, knowing what you know of Bill Belichick, does that even seem like a remote possibility?
3: I'd say negative possibility.
2: Hell no. Belichick doesn't care what you think. He already knows he's forgotten more football than you'll ever recall or know or remember in your lifetime. He does not think that you should have any input into what he does. We don't have time for that. With the New England Patriots. Nor is he interested in your advice. The idea that Bill Belichick would cave to the fans at Foxborough or at Gillette Stadium is comical. I don't think any coaches would. Though I could see some coaches being more wary of fan response and fan feedback. That is not Belichick. However, he was asked about the crowd chanting for Bailey while Mac was still in the game.
4: I really can't control that. And I'm just trying to coach the football team. And obviously, I got a lot of work to do there. So I'm going to focus on that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So. Easy way to answer the question. I got my own stuff to worry about. I can't worry about what the crowd's doing. Now, the crowd did go crazy when Bailey was on the field. But you know what the crowd also did? And this is why you can't pay attention to crowds and fans because they change the way the wind blows. Before the half was over, I'm pretty sure, before the half was over, and if it wasn't late first half, it was early second half, the crowd was already booing the Patriots offense with Bailey Zappi as QB. That's how quickly it changed. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Can't remember a damn thing. Loved him five minutes ago. Now we hate him. Belichick said ultimately the goal was to put Mac Jones back in the game, but they didn't because the score got out of hand. And remember, the Bears scored on five straight possessions and never looked back. Longtime Patriots insider Tom Curran, a former colleague of mine. He's been on the show. I know him well. I really respect his opinion. He was a guest with Dan Patrick on his show on Tuesday trying to break this whole thing down.
4: I fully believe that was the plan and that Bill Belichick and Mac Jones definitely were the two who were most in accord on that. Okay, tell me why they would play two quarterbacks. I believe that Bill wanted to get the rust knocked off of Mac Jones, see how he performed as he came back from his four-week layoff. And if he performed well, leave him out there. But his intention, I think, was to get Bailey Zappi in there as well because he didn't believe that Mac was 100%, which is uncharacteristic for Bill to do. But when I read Mike Florio's reporting on it, saying that Mac really pushed hard to play and Belichick eventually yielded to that, Leads me to believe that this was less about a punitive benching for the horrific interception and more about, you know what? He's not really ready. Let's get him out now.
2: Maybe shows a heart from Bill Belichick. Mac wanted to play so badly, and we saw him on the sidelines after he was pulled. He looked like a forlorn puppy or a child who had lost his puppy. He was so upset at himself after throwing that interception that he hung his head in the middle of the field. He didn't swear. He didn't, wow. Ah! No, he hung his head like he was dejected and disheartened and maybe really disappointed in himself. And then on the sidelines, he couldn't even sit down. He paced around. Stop showing sad Mac Jones <laughs> on the sidelines. We get it. He got <laughs> taken out of the game. My God. So that's Bill Burr with Peyton and Eli on the Monday Night manings, We all could see it. The cameras kept showing poor Mac Jones. And so what Tom Curran is saying, as much as he's been able to, to glean, as well as what he's read from other reporters, is that Mac wanted to play so badly, Bill gave him a shot to start, but it was very evident he was not ready. Here's the crazy part. He was their top running back when he was out there. That was really odd. Anyway, He only lasted three series, not so much because the the interception was so bad, but because he just wasn't ready to be out there. But in that conversation with Tom, and I don't know if we have more with him, but listening to that exchange between Dan Patrick and Tom, Tom goes on to say there is no quarterback controversy here. If we, Jay, at some point, if we could grab that other part, it's really good. Um, I mean, I can summarize it, but. I thought it was part of this and I teased it. Now I feel like a dodo. <laughs> what Tom went on to say is that there's no quarterback controversy here. That That's that's ludicrous. Anybody who's paying attention, anybody who understands what's going on with the Patriots recognizes this is Mac's job, period. Now, could he lose it if he sucks for, I don't know, the rest of the season or the rest of the the month of November? Okay, yeah, he probably could. But for now, he hasn't lost the job. He's not losing the job to injury. And Curran goes on to say, Zappi's not ready. It's obvious. It was a nice story. It is a nice story. He played well when the Patriots were in a position of strength. But he's not ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So I thought all of that was was great insight and intel from Tom Curran on the Dan Patrick show. And if we can grab some more of that audio, we will. But that's essentially what he said. I just think it comes from him better than it comes from me. <laughs> All right, coming up, we'll dive into a little more QB news. We've also got your candidates one last time for TD of the week. So if you haven't yet voted, that's on Twitter, A Law Radio. So is the spot where you can send your questions for Ask Amy Anything and also respond Top Halloween Candy. Uh, Jay. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Candy apple. Would that be a Halloween candy or would that be a treat?
3: I saw that. I gave it a retweet, but I Did don't you? really – I don't know if I agree with it. That's not a candy. It's I thought not. you gave it a retweet because he included Twizzlers. That helped his
2: case, but oh. no, but no. <laughs> candy I don't think apple, candy. Kit Kat, and Twizzlers. weird i don't think that i would accept a candy apple and it would be sticky and it would be but they are delicious actually caramel apples are better i like caramel better than i like candy apples. but if
3: i went to a door when i was trick-or-treating when i was younger and then someone gave me a caramel apple i would probably call the police
2: would you possibly oh were you grew you grew up in that era where you were worried about razor blades in your apples
3: anthrax actually was the thing when i was growing up yeah huh
2: All right. Sounds like a
3: big deal, I remember.
2: Sounds like a lot of fun out there on the streets at Halloween. What is your favorite Halloween candy? So on Twitter or our Facebook page. And also, you've got a few minutes left to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, our hump show on CBS Sports Radio.
4: You are listening to the After Hours.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: Horse Podcast.
3: Hurry back to throw.
4: And it is. Is it lost? Oh my goodness, it's shot. DeAndre
3: Hopkins caught it. Stafford from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper t- back to throw,
4: looking, firing deep Shot. for Chase in the end zone, oh, he's yes. got it! Yes. Touchdown! Oh. Joe Burrow and the Bengals! Mahomes the fires for the end zone, caught! Touchdown,
3: Kansas City! Hand off to Eckler again, no, Herbert
4: keeps it, end zone touchdown!
3: Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep
4: it himself and run it again inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo! Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours.
2: Always. There's always QB news, even when there are no actual QBs on the field. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us on the Hump Show. Ask Amy Anything is coming up next once we jam in some QB news. Bailey Zappi was speaking on Tuesday because I don't know if he's the starter or not, but he was answering questions about what transpired on Monday Night Football with the Patriots and the position. And he actually says that he knew he was going to play. We heard that, just not when he was going to play.
1: You know, that's kind of up to Coach Belichick. That's his decision. Um, I kind of prepared the whole week like I have the last seven weeks to, you know, kind of have the mentality that I was one play away. Um, Whenever that was, I was going to be ready. And kind of just prepared that way this past week and taking every rep like a game rep.
2: So Bill Belichick told us that both quarterbacks, Bailey and Mac Jones, knew they would play, didn't know exactly when. So it sounds less like a benching and more like what we've heard, which is that Mac Jones just isn't quite ready yet, but wanted to play so badly. Jacoby Myers, the uh, receiver for the New England Patriots, was asked whether or not he was surprised by how things played out. Hey. Uh,
5: yeah, for sure. I mean, I... I didn't make the call, you know, so definitely was a surprise.
2: <laughs> Short and sweet, but he's not alone. Lots of Patriots, lots of fans, lots of everybody. Analysts around the country kind of caught off guard by the way Belichick handled his quarterbacks on Monday night, except it doesn't change anything for the offense, according to the rookie. Right.
1: You know, Matt, calls both are calls, the same game for both of us, um, you know, Speaking for me, I always tell Matty P he can call whatever he wants, and I'll try to make it work for him. So that's kind of the mindset we go in, in every game. Whoever it's me or Matt playing, I think it's the same game plan no matter what.
2: Matty P, of course, being Matt Patricia, who at least now is the de facto play caller for the Patriots. So that's the latest we've got from New England. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are coming off three consecutive losses to the Giants, to the Jets, to the Commanders. And Aaron, in his guest on the uh, guest appearance on the Pat McAfee show, is not pulling punches. The time is now for players to take ownership and to figure this out.
4: Hey. Guys who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing. Gotta start cutting some reps. And yeah, maybe guys who aren't playing, give them a chance. I really think the best in people, and and i expect that high level so for me to go out there and think oh man this dude is guaranteed not run the right route i have no idea what he's doing i don't i don't think like that because i just have an expectation that you know we've had these conversations for months now about certain things and they're going to recall in the moment and and i know they're going to do the right thing and we're going to make this work so i just have a lot of optimism when i'm out there
2: Did I read this correctly? For the first time in his career, Aaron Rodgers is starting a game as the Packers are a double-digit underdog. But that seems about right. They've dropped three in a row, and it gets a hell of a lot harder now. Packers at... The Bills, Orchard Park on Sunday Night Football. Oh, my eyes. I might have to hide my eyes. (laughs) Where are Peyton and Eli when we need them. It's also been tough sledding for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have a short work week. They're hosting the Ravens coming up at Raymond James Stadium on Thursday night. John Harbaugh is not going to be crying for the Bucks and their brutal offense because right now the Ravens have got their own challenges. He's not worried, though. He's got Lamar as his QB.
4: I really believe Lamar Jackson is, is one of the very best red zone quarterbacks you know, in his career so far. He's been able to extend plays, make plays, find ways to make plays different ways. So we've got that going for us. I'm confident we'll get that going.
2: And they had lost those three games when they had double-figure leads in the fourth quarter. They were able to reverse the curse, quote-unquote, against the Browns in their game on Sunday and score 20 unanswered points. But this is a tough challenge for them on the road at the Buccaneers. I can't promise you that the offense is going to be mm, (laughs) Chiefs-Bills-like. That's your Thursday night game to kick off week number eight. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they've also got a tough challenge coming out of the AFC North. They're on the road at the only undefeated team, the Eagles, who are coming off their bye week. Kenny Pickett is back as the starter after he was in concussion protocol for a couple of days. And Mike Tomlin, he's giving the rookie the opportunities to create, to extend plays, to play and make decisions based on what he sees out there on the field.
5: He's always allowed... We, you got to give a quarterback latitude to do what comes natural, particularly those with mobility. The only framework that I put on it is, I say, the prudent use of mobility because with qu- quarterback mobility comes exposure and risk, and, and so we, we need to proceed prudently. And that's the only guardrails, if, if you will, that I put on them from that perspective.
2: Nobody else in the NFL uses the word prudently except for Mike Tomlin, and it's so perfect. <laughs> so Kenny Pickett has the green light, but he's got to be smart he also really likes what he sees in the rookie when it comes to the pressure-packed moments, and Sunday will be another one.
5: He is a fish in water. Um, it's, a, it's a natural act for him. He's a competitor. Um, he's got a thirst for it. Um, it. It's been fun being in them circumstances. Obviously, we want the outcomes to be different, um, but to communicate with him professionally and to watch him operate, to watch his demeanor, to watch his his approach to them circumstances is is exciting and refreshing.
2: Steelers at the Eagles coming up on Sunday, week eight. Woo, the Eagles are going to be fresh. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. The NFC East is one of the toughest divisions in football. And, of course, the Eagles are at the top of it, but the Giants are right on their heels. Now it's 6-1, and and New York goes on the road at the – Surprising upstart Seattle Seahawks this weekend. Daniel Jones trying to earn himself his second contract in the NFL. And former NFL head coach Charlie Weiss actually likes what he sees in Daniel so far this season. Hey.
4: Daniel Jones, he threw for a couple hundred. You know, it wasn't anything special. But where Daniel Jones is making a difference more than anything else, does he make some plays in the, in the air? Yes. Yes. But his his legs are killing it. No one wants to play this team because you're going to get you get a lead, then they're going to make a couple plays, then it's then it's going to be close, and then in the fourth quarter, you got to have as much toughness as they have because they are tough. They are mentally tough. I give credit to Dable. I give credit to the coaching staff, but and I give most of the credit to the players.
2: That's Charlie Weiss on Sirius XM NFL Radio. The Giants actually lead the league with four fourth quarter comebacks. And while it's not all on Daniel Jones, it's also uh, important to note that he's not turning the ball over in those situations where that certainly was a hallmark of his career uh, going back the first few years. It's been a real knock on him, but he's smarter and that's part of growing up and figuring it out on a football field. So the Giants take on the Seattle Seahawks. The Dallas Cowboys have Dak back, and they will be home again. After hosting Detroit last week, they host the Bears on a short work week in Arlington coming up on Sunday. And Jerry Jones, well, he's thrilled with what he saw from Dak in his return. I think you've, uh,
4: uh, if there is that, uh, you, uh, as that game wore along,
0: uh, I think. Uh, uh, he uh, went in that direction. He did
4: not digress. Uh, he went in that direction, and uh, uh, my opinion is that he will uh, anything that he had to deal with relative to not having been out there for five games. Uh, uh, this game, he will uh, he'll address that. He's uh, he's he's the
0: kind of player. He's the kind of quarterback that can take uh, what he didn't what to do what he wasn't satisfied with. And he can improve on that game to game. He can do it practice to practice.
2: Sometimes I only really understand half of what Jerry Jones is saying. Uh, That's his regular Tuesday appearance on our Dallas affiliate 105.3 The Fan with Sean and RJ. So, yes, Cowboys get to be at home again this time against an NFC North opponent from the Windy City. And finally... We told you the Rams are among the worst offenses in the NFL now. Even though they are the defending Super Bowl champions, none of that carries over. They've got a major test. The Niners at SoFi Stadium on Sunday, a rematch of the NFC Championship. And of course, the Niners now have Christian McCaffrey. The biggest concern for Sean McVay, though, is Matthew Stafford's health because he's taken a lot of hits this season. He's such a tough competitor. You know, he-
1: Obviously we want to keep our quarterback clean. And, and that's uh that's a contribution that we all
2: have. Uh, myself, the offensive coaches, his surrounding players, and then himself with some of the timing and rhythm. And so um, we are definitely committed to trying to keep our guy clean. He's tough. Um, you know, I think he'd be better equipped to answer that, but this guy has, I think one of the traits that's made Matthew Stafford great is his competitive toughness, his ability to be able to stand in there and not watch a rush, but, Um, keep his eyes down the field and deliver throws, but we do want to keep him uh, as clean as possible because uh, it keeps us all a little bit more sane. (laughs) It keeps us all a little bit more sane. Yeah, the Rams and the Niners. This is sure to be one of our candidates for after-hours game of the week. I also saw, and I cannot uh, repeat exactly what he said, but his comments after the Niners got McCaffrey, and it was something along the lines of, oh, bleep. <laughs> Did you know the Rams were the other team in the running that, that actually were the la- among the last teams to make a bid for McCaffrey? The Niners offered a better package. I told you that was the case. There's a reason why the Niners had to give up four draft picks three of them in the upcoming draft uh, because they had to outbid somebody else. And as it turns out, it was the Rams in the NFC West. All right, you've got a few minutes left to send your last questions for Ask Amy Anything. You can also vote for TD of the Week, about a half hour with that poll, plus your top Halloween candy. It's all on our show, Twitter, After Hours CBS, as well as on our Facebook page.
4: You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Time to ask Amy anything. Sort of. Hit me with your best shot. Fire away.
2: Hola. Como esta? Thank you for hanging out with us. Gracias time for Ask Amy Anything. It's a little bit later than I, I like to get to it, so we're going to jump right in with producer Jay and your questions here on After Hours. Part of the Hump Show, dead center of the work week. Let's go. But see, every time I say that now, I think of Tom Brady and his podcast, so I, I got to think of something else.
3: Yeah, he's kind of really taking that phrase, huh? Seriously. All right, let's hop in with this one. because Big fat jerk. <laughs> this one's interesting. Matt wants to know, if you could have a coffee with any author to discuss their books, who would that be?
2: Wow, really? Any author to discuss their books? That's a good one. That is a really good one. Actually, I think I'm gonna go with Jack Carr. Uh, I believe I mentioned this last year at some point when I told you all about how I discovered uh, his books. He's a brand new author. He writes thrillers and he's a former Navy SEAL. So he writes, not it's not all warfare, but it's based on his experience as a SEAL and it's it's really technical language, but it's these are also really good stories. And he's churned out, he hasn't been retired that long, but he's churned out, I think it's five, six books now. I read the first four, it's a bit of a series. I think the character development is really interesting. I've enjoyed the books tremendously, and I see him every now and then on the news. We'll see him on TV, and he also has a podcast. When I listen to podcasts, they have nothing to do with sports, really. And so I've enjoyed hearing more about his actual stories from the field and then reading about his created Navy SEAL, his character James Reese, who is – a hero, but has many flaws. Anyway, so it's, it's just a re- it's been really good so far. Really interesting, and I think for me, a learning experience, too. Uh, as I love military history, and so this kind of is a, an added element to it. So yes, Jack Carr. I think we should invite him on the show at some point. Maybe at an, on a 9-11 or a Veterans Day. I think, actually, we've got one coming up. Maybe I'll try.
3: That would be that'd be cool. <laughs> yes. So we know you love to read in your as one of your hobbies. And Scott wants to know what are some of your favorite things to do when you get a day off.
2: Oh gosh, I wish I spent it reading. I actually, right now, only read before I go to bed in the morning uh, or when I'm on the bike every now and then. But a lot of times, I spend my entire hour on the bike on my phone uh, answering emails and text messages. Just. Gosh, October is a, a mess. But play my piano of course. And and I can't really explain this, but if you are a musician or if you love to play an instrument uh, and it's part of your soul, you understand. It it has a calming influence on me. And not only that, but it gives me joy. Just sitting down at the piano for 5 minutes and playing a song that's familiar gives me joy and makes me want to do it every single day, which I I just don't have the time for right now. But definitely that. uh, Smacking a golf ball around, even if it is a slice because when I get anxious and get too fast, I have a wicked slice. Uh, Hitting that stupid little white golf ball also gives me great joy and is a good stress reliever. Running is a good stress reliever. I have a love-hate relationship with running. I absolutely abhor it until it's done, and then I love it, and I can't wait to go the next time. Uh, Let's see. Hiking. My brother and sister-in-law and I went hiking over the weekend in in western New Jersey uh, to Windbeam Mountain, which was a, a great Challenge for us, gorgeous views. Love to travel, can't do it as much right now with Penny. Um, but when I no longer have pens, I will. I've got a couple of big trips that I've been planning with some family uh, members and friends. So, those are just a few of the things that I enjoy doing when I need a break from sports.
3: Another good one here Kobe asks, What Kobe. is Kobe? Hi, Let's Kobe, hi, Kobe. What is Kobe or Colby? Kobe, C O B Y. Okay. Kobe wants to know what is one job in the world you would love to try and one job you would never want to have?
2: Uh, I would never, ever, ever want to be the commissioner of a professional sport. I know they make a lot of money, but dear Lord, it is, it's an impossible job. You are constantly dealing with people who are never happy and your rat race is more money, more money, more money, more money. It's more money, more problems. That's how it goes when you are commissioner. Again, they're compensated handsomely, but I look at it a little bit like the president of the United States. That's also a job in which I don't think you can compensate enough for the stress and the pressure that come with those positions so that's one I wouldn't want one that I would want I would love to be. Uh, I mean, I've said this is my dream job anyway. But to be a play-by-play announcer in the NBA, I think that it, that's what got me into this business, and that's constantly um, my first love. Will always be play-by-play. The last two years have been really hard for me because I, I've only done one game in two years with the pandemic and with some other changes uh, with the teams that I was working with. I miss it like it's a <laughs> It's like it's a piece of my soul, and so I I'm trying to get back into it again this year i'm reaching out to the, as many contacts as i can but yeah since the i was 16 years old i started telling people i'd be the first female radio play-by-play announcer in the nba and that is still the dream job i think you'll get it thank you jay are but you gonna I, come with me and be
3: my producer sure if i'm invited let's go <laughs> let's do it all right so not nba but kemi does segues nicely Would you ever do color commentary for an NFL game, if you were asked?
2: Uh, Color if, if Peyton and Eli asked me to come on their show, I would provide some colorful commentary uh, for their show, to be sure. No, football's still a sport that I'm learning. I think that I can provide analysis when I watch games and take notes, but my analysis is never going to be X and O's. It could be colorful, to be sure, but it's a little out of my wheelhouse um, because while I know the basics and I've learned so much, uh, and I know a lot of the terminology because of all the football I've watched, and the people I've talked to, that's not as natural to me. So if I'm going to do color, and I have done color on TV and radio for basketball, I could also do soccer. That's a sport that I'm very familiar with. Um, I'm trying to think. And softball and baseball for sure. Just football, the nuances, uh, I'm still learning the game of football and will continue as long as I'm in this business because it drives the bus. That's not my cup of tea. And I would want to do a really good job at it. I wouldn't want to be even 75 or 80%. I would want to be the best. And and I couldn't do that with the NFL right now.
3: Ready for this one? TJ Uh, got this one in at the buzzer. Okay. (laughs) He says, would you rather be able to telepathically communicate with all animals or be fluent in any five languages of your choice?
2: Oh, fluent in the five languages. Absolutely. I love, love, love the ability to communicate with people who don't speak English. Uh, So I I can communicate in Spanish. I don't know that I would say I'm fluent, but I can read it with no problem. I can understand it, have conversations. My challenge is that when I talk to say my Cuban family or friends in Ecuador, uh, they talk so fast. They think I talk fast, which I suppose I do, but I would love to know Italian because my grandfather spoke Italian and wrote me letters in Italian, and Italian and Spanish are very similar. Portuguese is also a romance language and is very similar. Uh, I think it would be amazing to know a language like Hebrew, for instance, the Bible uh, originally written in Hebrew. So there's a bunch of languages that I would love to know. Latin would be another one that I think my mom knows Latin. She's way too smart for her own good yeah so i that the the communicating with animals i think would be tough because they are predators in many cases and i i think that would be hard for me i don't love those animal shows where you see predators going after prey i actually i cry it makes me i don't like it
3: also with the animals my question would be would you constantly just hear them all the time or would you like have to be talking to them what
2: was the with Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt what women say what women think no, oh what women want yeah oh awful problem to have could you imagine never being able to shut it exactly. off ever like ever I don't I can pretty much tell you what Penny and Sugar are thinking about all the time I don't need to hear it in my head
3: well speaking of Penny and Sugar Teresa wants to know but do you
2: want to learn another language with me that'd be fun
3: I would love to I took Italian in school I know it good enough I would love you to learn do? it fluently yeah oh let's do that that'd be great yeah well, real quick, before rapid fire, Teresa wants to know, would Penny accept a puppy if you brought one home today? Oh,
2: my God. She'd kill me. Like, kill me. She would never speak to me again. Um, and honestly, she just ignores puppies when we meet them out on the street. She would adjust because that's she would just go to sleep. But I would never do that to her because it would stress her out. And she's almost 13. I don't think that's fair to her. Right, Sugar is stressful enough, let me just tell you. Sugar's like a puppy. <laughs> the noises she was making the other day oh, were pretty funny. Oh, heavens, yeah. Jay's on the phone and Sugar's just howling away like, <laughs> like she was part of the conversation. And Jay thinks it's hysterical, so he's laughing, too. It was just classic cat Great. noises. Like Way I to movie. encourage her.
3: <laughs> All right, let's close it out here. Rapid fire. Tootsie Rolls or Rolos?
2: Rolos, love them.
3: Go on a safari or go on a cruise?
2: I've been on both. Love the safari. It was phenomenal.
3: Crossword puzzle or word search?
2: Um, Wordle.
3: Okay, okay. I- I'm big into Wordle these days. Long walk or a short run? Short run burns more calories. Last one here: have free travel for life <gasps> or free gas for twenty years?
2: Oh, stop it! That's yeah. awful. Why would you ask me a question like that? A tough one. I don't get free gas forever, just for twenty years. Twenty years. Now nah, I'll go free travel for life. Do you know the places we could go? Isn't that a Dr. Seuss book? The places, places we will go. go. I like that. <laughs> Yes, please can someone offer me that? Is that a real thing? Jay, is that a thing?
3: I'll do my best to get on it.
2: It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio.
3: Okay, picture this.
0: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better